Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 223. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another party in a podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I am excited, Stephanie. I did have the time, believe it or not. I scheduled the time to pull together yet another flashback episode of GSPN.TV's Weekly Lost Podcast. Awesome. This is part five in the series of our flashbacks. This is... What? Aren't we finishing up a yes. prior episode? <laughs> yes, this is our continuing look back to <laughs> episode awesome. number seven okay. of the Weekly Lost Podcast, which we recorded back on January 29th, 2006. Three, That's a long time ago. Three and a half years ago. Yeah. Three and a half years ago. Uh, this is an episode where we were, of course, reviewing season two, episode 12 of Lost, uh, Fire Plus Water. That was such a good episode. And, of course, flashbacks part five, or no, part four, was a few weeks back, and we had covered just the first half of that episode. And now, Stephanie... I just wanted to bring out that this was the episode where I said... I am here to tell you that I believe, without any doubt, that Libby is another. Yep, that's where you said that. And not only was Libby another, but I also... All right, so we all agree that Libby is not was not on the plane. Right. And that she is another. So how does she know to bring up the stuff? Harley she was, was late. by Cindy. She was the flight attendant. The flight attendant. It's already who, been taken back. Exactly. The others. Cindy is an other. You, have you been reading my notes? <laughs> so you got in on I this one with me. I would never read your notes. <laughs> I know you. That, that was the one time, I think, in all the episodes <laughs> of the Weekly Lost Podcast that you actually read the show notes. Maybe. Maybe read ahead. There yes. were plenty of times that you made me read verbatim what you had typed out. <laughs> yes, but that never turned out too well, did it? No. I ended up having to edit all that stuff out. That's why I wasn't in any of those early episodes. I know, I know. Uh, the, the, Ken's in the chat room saying, listen to that audio. Oh, it's like, I know, it's rough, isn't it? Yeah, we had some, you know, hey, we, we at least we got our start, you know? We definitely got our start. I'll tell you what, Stephanie, you can go ahead and uh, take care of her. And I'm going to go ahead and play the next clip, which is, uh, you know, my proof that Libby, I'm going to go ahead and put it on the speakers for you. Uh, Libby and Cindy and Goodwin were all in this together. And here's what I had to say to, uh, to back all that up. But let me go ahead and play for you these clips. And I'm just going to pause it and play as I go along just to give you some stuff here. This is from 48 Days. We're all scared. It's like a paranoid here. We don't know anything. Okay, so that's uh, Goodwin. And Goodwin is saying, we don't know anything. You know, let's not get all paranoid here. And and the thing is, is that I believe that Goodwin and Libby have had, and, and Cindy probably as well, have had a powwow. And they said, okay, guys, we need to get everybody inland. Because we can't take them out here on the beach because we've we've already lost a couple of us. Okay, so we need to get them inland, off the beach. 
And so Libby brings it up. Inland, we need to get off, the, off beach. the beach. And Goodwin has, in previous times, told Anna Lucia, no, we need to stay beach. here and keep this fire lit so that they they could drag off the people. A-B-H. Well, that didn't work. Now it's time to move inland. Now listen how Libby and, and, and Goodwin work. And you'll hear a little bit of Bernard in here, too. But listen how they work. He's right. Why would they try to infiltrate us now that's it's crazy well whoever they are they know we are here we need to leave this beach you said we needed to keep the signal fire burning she's asking good one i think it's time we let it go out do you see how beautifully they orchestrated that mm-hmm. wow i mean they are masters of persuasion in conversation others now here's here's another one hey hey Okay. Now, do you see the proof there? Yeah. I mean, I'm blown away by that clip. Wow. So, so I just, I, you hear the digging. This is Anna Lucia is getting ready to dig a hole for Nathan. Okay, because she has inappropriately assumed that he's another. And now, Libby, which they set up very well. They did. Mm-hmm. They all. Oh, well, I've even got a clip to prove that they're setting him up. Uh, but anyway, so Libby's kind of concerned. What? How far is her conspiracy theory going? Does she really think that even I could be, or maybe there's more of us? She's trying to fill Libby out to see if if there's any more conspiracy theory in her. Listen to this. Back at the beach, the night they came back, you said that Nathan was gone for two hours, that he was missing. Setting him up. He creeps me out, Anna. Do you hear that? You really think it's possible that one of us is one of them? Why do you think I'm digging this hole? I mean, so obviously, setting Nathan up. Yeah, I think you're on the right path there, Anna Lucia. You are so right. He creeps me out. Here's another clip. We gave him food. What happened? I'm trying to find out what they did to us. And you're taking care of them. I didn't do anything. And what if you're wrong, Anna? We don't even know that there is a us. Okay. That was Bernard, wasn't it? That was it? Bernard. Now, and now listen to how Goodwin pretends. Okay, this is how good they are. They they work. It's Cindy, Libby, and Goodwin. Now, Goodwin is going to try to do reverse psychology and pretend to defend Nathan. Listen to how great they do this. Well, they haven't come since we put him in there. That was Libby. Well, they haven't come. Again, setting him up. He wasn't on the plane. What? We were in the air for two hours. I didn't see him once. Not once. It's a big plane, Anna, just because you didn't... No, I didn't see him either. Well, I'm pretty good with faces, you know, of the passengers, and I did not see him. Well, you're not all serious. He never talks about himself, Nathan. Every time I ask him anything, he just dodges. No, if he really were one of them, why would he still be here? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Okay, so that's my proof. There you go. I am telling you, I still believe to this day, and th- some people think I'm crazy, these three people were connected to the others. Cindy. Well, we already know Goodwin was. It, well, exactly. Yeah. Goodwin, Cindy, and Libby. Okay. All right? Yep. One of the things that I did not cut out of this episode to bring to you guys as an audio clip was, do you remember the conversation and the distraction between Hurley and Libby? In the hatch? Yes. Hurley says, you know, they were talking about it and all of a sudden something came up about being on the plane. Right. And uh, Hurley says, I don't remember seeing you on the plane. 
and she did she you it, you watch that scene and all of a sudden she's got like this there's lights in the headlights in the eyes of a deer you know kind of like ah and she goes here hold this and she turns around and takes her shirt off yeah yeah i remember and and then she's like yeah i remember we were on the plane and 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 you were late and you could just see she's processing you know how am i what am i doing and so very clear in that very last audio clip goodwin cindy and libby all three of them working in conjunction to set up nathan yes i agree with you so and of course we did see in a flashback we saw that uh the boat that desmond uh took to the island was libby's husband's boat it was so some kind whether or not that's some kind of just random connection i don't know set up to get him there or a setup to get him there that's exactly right. How would that boat know to go exactly to the right spot to get Desmond there? I don't know. Anyway, just all that stuff. So uh, Ken says, I need to watch that again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that is a flashback that I, I thought had- you were going to say. So that's our show. Today. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Actually, wait, wait no. till you, when you hear the last clip uh, that no, seriously, when, okay. I, when I pull out the, your heart's going to melt when you hear the last. Why? Clip. You'll see. All right. I have a not. It's it. Well, don't open the show notes because I don't want you to see it. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. So here's the next one. Remember, I of course, people always complain, you know, when Cliff goes off and gets upset about all the sexual references on television and stuff uh, over over the years of us doing this. But it's just something I just don't think is necessary for television. And it's one of the things that just really, as far as her character, Anna Lucia was never one of my favorites. So here's a little bit about Anna Lulu. Yeah. The thing is, is I mean, there was no reason to have... Uh, Anna Lucia say, "Are you hitting that?" Yeah, uh, that that was distasteful. Yeah. She's distasteful. Yeah, that goes with her character. And I know they don't need to say it like that, but it's better than saying, "Are you guys having sex every night on the beach?" Yeah, wait, <laughs> what, no. I mean, they. The, okay, so it's a, it's a part of her character. Yeah. She could. I mean, she could have said something like, "I know you guys spend a lot of time alone together." Yeah. I, just to, I mean, the thing is, they blatantly she wrote couldn't remember that, all that. Are you hitting that in the? Are you hitting that? It's hitting. 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 Sorry, guys. Are you hitting that? <laughs> and then the whole Sawyer. Are you? You know, and now you got to drop. You can drop a load. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, that first of all, that's not a very good sexual reference because I'm thinking about the bathroom. I know. I was too. I was too. I'm like, well, drop that a was load. horrible. <laughs> that, was bad. You, that was bad. You could drop a load. Come on, that's disgusting. Yeah. Oh. So that's funny. I said the same thing right now that I said three years ago. That was funny. In fact, it was like you said it at the same time. She is disgusting. Distasteful. Distasteful. That's what and I didn't said. remember because I have to admit to everyone listening to any podcast that we I record and I say what I say and it's gone. I have no idea. You could say you said this and this ep- and I wouldn't. I wouldn't have any clue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna move. Good stuff. We're going to move on to uh, the next audio clip from that episode. Uh, And this one's from Dr. Bruder, who had called in. He shared a story that he had read. This is when, you know, this is season two of Lost now. And the folks on the show got a little bit of a pay raise. This is Dr. Bruder in Chicago. And some of the latest Lost headlines include... 
this most recent article about the contracts of Lost cast members. Uh, Lost producer Touchtone Television has offered all original cast members a substantial salary bump in exchange for an additional year to the actor's current contracts. The studio's preemptive offer would see the actors earn almost $80,000 each an episode next season, up from what they're making now of about twenty dollars to $40,000. All cast members have been offered the same deal and are expected to take it. Uh, Matthew Fox, who plays Jack, is said to have earned an extra bonus of at least $250,000 because of his so important, a pivotal role. Um, however, in the spirit of a show where no character is safe from being killed off or otherwise removed from the island, um, the actors are said to have no guarantees about the length of their tenure on the show. So, Cliff, the latest rumor that I heard that I also made up is that I hear you think most of the cast is overpaid. Do you have any comment on that? Back to you. Do I have a comment? <laughs> I don't think they're overpaid. You don't? I, no. Really? I mean... 20000 an episode up to... What do you say? 80? It's like a lot of money. What do you no, think about 250000 for Jack? Yeah... Well, the thing that that is because if he's gone, it's done. So here we are, Stephanie. Jack's got a job to do. Uh, yeah, Christian <laughs> said so himself. Right. So let me ask you this: How much are they getting paid now? <laughs> oh, I bet you it's more than yeah. eighty thousand. The exactly. girls, the girls from Desperate Housewives, make what one hundred and twenty thousand per episode. Um, is it? I could I could look it up really quick, but um. They're the highest paid women in television. Highest paid women in television on Desperate Housewives. For good reason. Absolutely. For good reason. In fact, uh, we're gonna, this is going to be a short episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast, by the way, which means that I want to immediately follow it up with like a 10-minute episode of Desperate Housewives. Okay, okay. Go ahead. So, um, yeah, I just think that it's funny that I, it's none of my business. How much they make? How much they make is whatever they whatever yeah, they. They're providing us a, a, a service, an entertainment that we wouldn't have otherwise. And if we haven't proven to them that obviously they're worth it, yeah. As, as followers of the show, then you know you can't love the show and then whine about how much they make. Exactly. That's just so my own personal question, opinion. though. Do you think? Do you want to know how I really feel? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But anyway, Steph, do you think that this show, after five seasons, do you think that they could get rid of, they could have done this without Jack? No. You don't think so? No. I I, I think I would agree. No. No matter how um, frustrated I've been with his character or how pointless his role seems to be in the story, I don't think they could have. And it, because it's not pointless. It, 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 it's... It's Even what we hate it, about him, which is what makes the story absolutely is, is, is so compelling. And of course, not that we hate Jack, but oh no, I don't but, hate Jack. No, it, but it, it's just the things when we didn't like the storyline and the way it was going and all that back and forth stuff, especially with Kate. Um, you know, Jack has a job to do. He's got, a and job. I believe that we're going to see what that what what was intended by that. Yeah. Um, I guess I probably should have shared that two weeks ago in the predictions, but um, I well, didn't think of it You can predict then. it now. It still hasn't happened here in number season six. So, yeah, I think that we'll... I'd like to see the meaning of that. Right. And um, no, I don't think they could have done it without him. All right. 
All right, the next one is from Eric Fisher, who shared some audio clips that he got from the official Lost Pack podcast back at the time. Uh, this is about Easter eggs and continuity errors. Hey guys, Eric Fisher here with a little bit of feedback on the Lost Podcast. Damon Lindelof made two statements, one as an answer to a question and one just in general, that I thought were worth a little more scrutiny. Here's the first one. It's sort of frustrating for us as storytellers is we have these designs and we've, we've known for, you know, quite some time actually, sort of very early in season two that, you know, that this com- we were going to do this bit with the computer where Walt... Uh, Walt parentheses question mark was uh, someone claiming to be Walt at least was communicating with Michael and that would finally once Michael got back to our fuselage folk he would actually sort of go rogue and go running after Walt what I take him to mean that as is uh, I screwed up by saying that it was Walt when in fact it probably is not Walt and that's why I have to go on record as saying um what may be Walt or not um right next clip (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the peach question is a is a much trickier one and involves time travel. Um, therefore, <laughs> I'd rather not answer it. Okay. I, I will say we leave many, uh, in all seriousness, we leave many uh, intentional Easter eggs on the show. But at the same time, there are also occasional what gaffes. we call continuity gaffes. Right. And uh, if if there was in fact a peach that says two thousand five on it, um, that was a uh, a mistake. Um, uh, We're not we are, perfect. We are not responsible for those peaches. Should have been from 2000. It should yeah. not, not even, not even 2004. Because what Kate right. did actually takes place during sort of to, yes. you know, 2000 or 2001. That's, that's true. So I will say there was Good a catch. misprint on the peach. Yes, that would be my. I think the real thing to pay attention in this instance is the fact that he jokes about time travel, meaning. Time travel is probably not an option as far as an explanation of what is going on on the island. As well as the part where he talks about they definitely have continuity errors, which I think applies to the X-ray from the 23rd Psalm, no, the uh, hunting party episode, as well as possibly other aspects of the show that we haven't really fully gotten into yet. They just know that people are looking at it so closely that anything could be taken the wrong way. What I really hope doesn't come down to is that they really just made a mistake and hired the same guy to paint (laughs) the mural in the hatch and the mural in Thomas's apartment because I believe there should be a connection. But if there's not, it's their fault for letting us believe there is because of hiring the same guy to paint them both. So there's my... Two cents, and I'll talk to you later. All right. couple things, Eric. Thank you so much for that. And, of course, if you don't know this, by the way, Eric is now an official co-host of GSPN.TV for the Social Media Serenity podcast, which you can catch at socialmediaserenity.com. And Eric and I get together and talk every single week about the latest and greatest in social networking and how all of that stuff can be fit into pursuing a more balanced life. Anyway couple things first of all the let's let's go with the time travel thing mm-hmm. he, he's his theory was because he joked about time th- travel that it was definitely out. that's definitely out and eric the only thing i can think to go along with that is ah then your theory is wrong <laughs> i think the only you don't have to rub it in his face i'm not rubbing it <laughs> i just pushed a button it was hurley that did that I think that we've learned that was season two. Uh-huh. You know, I think that what we've learned now is that they're slipping 
quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah. Slipping yeah. in quotations there. Um, some of it's intentional. Yeah. I think a lot yeah. of it is Look, intentional. Looking back, we see a lot of intentional things there as well. And um, the other thing is, is uh, continuity errors are going to happen. Yeah. They, it, they just are. You're just not perfect. That, well, I oh, love wait. that. It, he that, said, said that. Yeah. We're not, we're, we're not perfect. And I love that because while there are things in there that we're supposed to be paying attention to and catching, who cares what year the peach says? Yeah. <laughs> big, big flipping deal. I mean, who cares? <laughs> Stephanie. It's a piece of fruit. I'm going to have um, to be- bleep that out and I'm going to no, have to replace not. it where you say bleeping instead. <laughs> whatever <laughs> um or flipping yeah it okay that was just the joke you, you threw me off i know <laughs> good job way All to right. go what else do you remember uh, a couple episodes back we were talking about how funny it was that your dad no. sounded just like mr friendly i don't i don't ever remember talking about how funny that was exactly ever. well at the, Ever. at the end of Ever. episode number seven, I put this together. Oh. Hello, this is Cliff Ravenscraft. Uh, this audio clip this is will painful, make a lot of sense to those who have heard the uh, Lost edition of Generally Speaking, the episode from January 21st, where we had discussed uh, the, the father-in-law theory, uh, and I've developed it a little bit further. I believe now that uh, it got worse. Zeke, as we, he was called by Sawyer, is actually Gerald DeGroote. And it turns out that my theory Not. is that Gerald DeGroote is my father-in-law's long-lost twin brother, separated at birth, and now okay. brought together you, for the very first time. It. I told my father-in-law about this. We played the clip from our episode. He laughed as hard as we did, and I had him record these two lines. First up, here's a sound clip of my father-in-law doing Bring Her Out, Alex, and then the original from the episode. These sound identical. These guys aren't brothers. I know. Bring her out, Alex. Bring her out, Alex. Okay, I'm going to play that for you one more time. Oh, Again, thanks, this first, first clip time. is my father-in-law. The second clip is the original audio from The Hunting Party of Zeke. Bring her out, Alex. Bring her out, Alex. Okay, so we we did do a second uh, audio recording, and that was the light em up. And uh, unfortunately, it had been, uh, I guess, too long since we had played the original clip because he didn't actually say it exactly the same way as Zeke did uh, on the uh, show. However, again, just listen to this clip. The very first one here is my father-in-law saying, light em up. And in the second clip is obviously uh, Zeke from uh, The Hunting Party. Light him up! Light him up! Anyway, there you go. That's like humiliation in full force. How you is that, that humiliating? That I'm your dad is a sea billy? <laughs> no, that's, I'm not embarrassed by that at all oh then what are you embarrassed by Not, nothing that i don't know what i don't know what's worse the fact that you went out seeking for him to do it or <laughs> that he actually did <laughs> that is the humiliation okay who's the bigger geek here you or my dad i don't know i thought I have it was no fun. problem with my dad being a sea billy <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> i'm pretty sure he's a land billy though <laughs> gotcha. he's never been on the sea <laughs> that is hilarious but they sounded identical i know yeah, I grew up my out, no, I grew up my whole life listening to Zeke scream at me. It's I know. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie. 
was, I'm not kidding. I know. We laughed so hard that night. That, that was, was funny. so funny. It was. You know, this was, I didn't realize this, but we had, and this is the final audio clip, by the way, okay. the one I told you that you'll, you'll definitely okay. love. We had had some technical difficulties the night that we were putting that together. Okay. And because of that, I mean, this, first of all, I think we recorded for like two and a half, three hours. And I literally we had spent, no boundaries back then. I know. And I was, I think I had been working on the editing process for no less than probably six hours on this particular episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. And I finally gave up at like five o'clock in the morning. I needed to be at work at 730. And so I finally gave up, went and got myself two and a half hours of sleep. And the next day, I had Matthew and Megan record a little message letting people know in the podcast feed that we were having technical difficulties. Now, get this. Now, for those I of know. for those of you who are li- who have listening who have listened to the Hannah Montana f- fan podcast, you know how grown up Megan sounds in that in that podcast. And Which she hasn't done it in very. So I mean, she even sounds different exactly now than she did then. But even those who have heard Megan in that. They will be blown away when they hear this. And for those of you who have heard Gaming with Matt, which is a plus member only podcast, you will be blown away when you hear this. And even if you heard this back back then, you will not believe this. So here you go. This is something we put into the RSS feed to let people know there were technical difficulties right here. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Stephanie, Rachel, and Cliff. Hello, welcome to our show. I'm Matthew Reynolds Craft. And I'm Megan Reynolds Craft. You're probably expecting to hear my mommy and daddy. However, they had some technical difficulties when they were planning the show. That's right. And they plan to record the show again today. Check back in the next day or so. And our new show will be available. This one is Matthew Ravenscraft. And I'm Megan Ravenscraft. There you go. <laughs> How that's hilarious. awesome is that? Oh, that's hilarious. Oh my goodness. This is can I just say, yeah, hold on one second. Come here. Yes, McKenna. What's up? Oh, we're almost done, baby. This is why I love podcasting. Right. You know, how how awesome is it to be able to go back and hear, you know, how small and they were and they and, sound just alike. Yeah. Which <laughs> obviously now they don't, but Yeah. Then they sounded just alike. That was hilarious. Anyway, folks, that is our flashbacks part five of the Weekly Lost podcast. Looking back all the way to January 2006. Wow. So much fun. If you're out there listening to this on the free feed, uh, I'll tell you what. Head over to gspn.tv slash plus and become a plus member so that you get every single episode, all 223 episodes of the Weekly Lost Podcast are available to you as a Plus member. Not only that, there's a total of 1,700 episodes of gspn.tv that you have access to. Stephanie and I, of course, do this full-time as a career, and we would love to have your support to continue to bring you this wonderful content 
that we have all come to love. And if you haven't heard about the community, come and join us during a live recording of any of our shows on Thursdays. Every Thursday from 7.30 in the morning till 5 o'clock in the evening at gspn.tv slash live. We record nonstop. And I want to tell you just about a couple of other shows since we have you and we've got your ears here. You can actually turn us off right now if you want, but we're going to do some shameless self-promotion here. Stephanie, you do a podcast called Full-Time Mom at fulltimemompodcast.com. I do. So that's only for for moms, right? No, not at all. Actually, surprisingly, um, it's mostly men who listen to our show. Um, I co-host with, with my best friend. Sarah and um, really we just talk about we talk about life as it pertains to our kids our husbands um, our church expectations that um, we let people put on our on us or that we put on ourselves and um, yeah for men it's, it's a great show to learn what women think and how women feel about different things, <laughs> about themselves, about their bodies, about yeah. the way people look at them, think about them, talk about them. Um, if you're not married, you need to be listening to the full-time mom so you know what women are thinking. Uh, it will tra- drastically change the way that you approach women for the rest of your life. If you are married, it will give you insights to your own wife. Hands down, no questions asked. How many insights do you get to your wife? I get a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> it's like, gosh, I totally screwed that up, didn't I? <laughs> Every week I get like all kinds. Of, note That's, to self. <laughs> note to self. I mean, I'm running out of note space. Yeah. So anyway, fulltimemompodcast.com. Uh, Troy in the chat room says we also talk quite a bit about Kroger and vomiting. Yes, and vaginas. All the time. Exactly. So <laughs> anyway, check that out, fulltimemompodcast.com. There's also another podcast you should check out. It's called familyfromtheheart.com. Stephanie and I record a show every week sponsored by Mardell.com. And it, we just basically share from our heart things about family life, living as a family. This week we recorded the sex talk we with did. your children. Uh, that's episode number 73 uh, or no, 74. If you've ever heard of the book The Shack by William Paul Young, you definitely want to go to gspn.tv slash the shack, um, all one word. And there's just all kinds of other things to check out. In fact, did you know there are now 22 podcasts of gspn.tv? If you head over to gspn.tv slash shows, you will see a list of all 22 shows. And uh, anyway... We encourage you, again, head over to gspn.tv slash plus and become a plus member today. That would be awesome. And uh, we'll be back next week for those who are our plus members into the plus member only feed once again yeah. uh, with part six, part six of our flashbacks into the past. God bless you all. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. Until next time. You ready? Yeah. Stay Stay lost. Oh, yeah, and Ken says, don't forget to tell him about Business Tech Weekly, businesstechweekly.com. It's a show that if you, are, if you are involved in business in any way, shape, or form, it's technology that helps you become more productive, talking about all the free resources and tools available to you, some of them that cost money, but uh, that will drastically improve your business. Check that out, businesstechweekly.com. We'll talk to you soon. Stay lost. Bye-bye.